the number one most impactful variable in your business, hands down, is the people you have in your corner. We simply cannot do it all alone. And having people to help guide you, reflect things back to you, and show you what you may not be able to see yourself is key. If you're looking to lighten the load of doing it all alone, join me in Bloom. This is a small group coaching program specifically designed to offer support at a price point that actually makes sense for lifestyle business owners. Head to joinfruition.com to check out all of our membership options and join me before our next group coaching call. That's joinfruition.com. Welcome back to another episode of Make Your Make Your Make the make your business work for you. <laughs> Today's episode is a Q&A. Yes, I'm leaving that in. It's a Q&A episode with my friend and um, colleague, Kimon Napier. You heard Kimon in our last Q&A episode about building a business with a new baby at home. And after I got Kimon's wisdom on that, I asked her to stick around to answer some questions about hiring because Kimon actually runs a recruitment agency. And with my leadership coaching clients, I have witnessed so much confusion around when should you hire an independent contractor? When should you bring in an employee? How do you find the right person for the role? So I put some of those questions together and um, had Kimon answer them today. And here's the thing. Maybe you're thinking about hiring. This is going to be a really important episode for you. Maybe you're not. If you're a service provider and you yourself are an independent contractor, I actually think that this is a really important episode for you to listen to because what I have found is that many independent contractors are not actually aware of what their clients um, can or cannot actually ask of them, um, what their rights are in those kinds of relationships. I also think that this could inform your conversations with your potential clients about why you, as an independent contractor versus an employee, because uh, sometimes it makes sense to bring on someone in a very specialized role versus an employee. So this is just important context that I think all of us who are in uh, small business should be aware of. Now, before we get into the episode, a couple of things I want to fill you in on. The first thing is that doors to Fruition Growth Network are officially open. If you go to joinfruition.com, you can create your free account. We have a free tier of the membership, and we also have paid tiers of the membership. The tend tier, which is usually paid, is free for the month of November. This includes our guest-facilitated workshops. It includes access to training camp, which is my signature course. All you've got to do is just go and set up a free account, and it's just automatically all going to be in there for you for the month of November. So it's pretty easy. Just joinfruition.com. Once you're in there, you can also register for any of the live events that you'd like to attend. In November, we have two free co-workings happening. We also have a networking event for people who hate networking. And we have a guest workshop with Tristan Katz on creating meaningful and effective content for your business happening at the end of the month. That first co-working is on Friday, November 3rd. So joinfruition.com, set up that free account. You can register for that and come and join us. And finally, if you have been enjoying the show and you have not yet left a rating and a review, those make a huge difference to me and the podcast. This podcast is a big part of what is going to keep Fruition Growth Network going. And so one way that you can support me is to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review for the show. And also sending any of these episodes to someone who you know could benefit from hearing them is a big help as well. All right. Enjoy today's episode and I hope to see you at our co-working on Friday.
let's start with um, navigating whether or not you should be hiring independent contractors or employees. Yeah, sure. So typically, so for for those who don't are not aware, so I have an HR background and the business that I started was a recruitment business. That was a part of HR that I always truly loved. So we help business owners, startup companies to actually find and retain their talent. So these are questions that I get all the time. I would say if somebody is trying to figure out like whether they should go employee uh, versus contractor, it depends on things like your revenue um, and stuff like that. And it, it depends on the duties that you want the person to do. So in terms of revenue, let's say you just hit your first six figures. So you your default might to might be to hire a contractor and that's okay. But six figures is from $100,000 all the way up to $999,000. So when Thank I hear you people for clarifying. talk about six figures, yeah, when I hear people Me talk too. about six figures, I'm like, okay, let's get into the numbers because a $100,000 business and a $900,000 business is very, very different. Yes. So if you're at the beginning stages of that, hiring a contractor is okay. Because of course you 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 are probably not like in the financial place to be able to afford necessarily an employee, maybe like a part time one, but not like a full time mm-hmm. um, employee. When you're starting to to climb to like let, let's say like mid range, like two hundred fifty k, five hundred k around there, you want to start to think about hiring an employee because the needs of your business is going to change. That's what people don't understand. There's going to come a time where you're going to need somebody fully dedicated to your business. And when I say fully dedicated, I mean they're working specifically on your business. The problem that I see with contractors for a lot of people is typically contractors have other clients. So there's always this push and pull. So like for example, maybe the way your business is set up you need launches. You hire an independent contractor, they help you with these launches. But they also have other clients that they're launching for. So if those clients' lunches are going on, right? There's this push and pull energy. Like you may feel like they're not showing up the way they need to show up for you. And that's just that's just what it is when it's an independent contractor. Now, what some people do, they might go through some type of agency and hire a contractor. But at the same time, that's not guaranteed because that person could leave that agency at any time. Mm-hmm. Um and then you'll be replaced and starting for the ground up and you don't have any ownership of this person. And that's what people need to understand is that you don't, you're not entitled to this person. You signed a contract with the agency and that's really more so about it. So when you're in the mid range, start to consider to hire an employee because of the dedication that you're going to need and the whole nine yards. And then, you know, with the IRS standard with contractor versus employee, a, a contract is very specific. Typically, typically, what you're seeing a contractor is like based on project. So, if based on the IRS guidelines, if the work the person is doing is contributing to like the daily operations of the business, technically that's considered an employee under IRS guidelines. And so, a lot of people don't necessarily realize that. But these are the kind of things that you need to keep in mind. With that, also with the contractor, you are not supposed to have any control over their work hours. So it's more so like this just needs to get done. But like saying like, okay, you need to be available Monday to Friday, nine to five or like 11 to five or whatever it is, that's considered an employee. So the the law is very, very specific. And if you're getting to a place where you're like, okay, I need more specialized help. I need more dedication. 
that's when you want to consider hiring an employee because there's also tax benefits too with employee. And I think people don't realize that there are benefits hiring an employee. Like, for example, I know here in New York, there's like grants that you can get for for having an employee and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So there's there's all those those things. So the, the legalities is one part, but in terms of like understanding your needs, you have to really understand where your business is going. Because if you keep saying like, I hear people say it all the time, I want seven figures, but you're not operating in a space to be able to get the seven figures. <laughs> like, like, and for example, like the biggest contract, the most common contractor role I see is the virtual assistant. And I tell people all the time, like, Yes, they have a specific part of a business if you're like an online business, but this is not the end all solution when it comes to hiring. And this is where people get so frustrated because they're like, I hired a virtual assistant. They're not doing what I need them to do. And I'm like, what you're trying to do is hire a a number of people into one role. And that's not the way that this this works. Yeah. Even I see virtual assistants promising, like I could do ops, I could do marketing, I could do all these things. I guarantee you, I always tell people unicorns don't exist. There's going to be one specific area that this person is going to show up better than other mm-hmm. areas, or eventually what the, what's going to happen, they're going to get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I see a lot of business owners be are scared to, to hire. So sometimes a virtual assistant is not your answer. They have a very special place on a team, but as you're continuing to make more money, taking more clientele, you're, you're up-leveling and scaling your team is going to require is going to be required to look different yeah. because you as the leader in your business has to show up different cuz a six figure business and i'm talking low six figures to like high six figures seven figures even eight figures looks totally different in terms of team and then what i normally see people who rely on the virtual assistants and stuff like that then they have issues with client retention or you know people are not hearing back from them or you know this, the, the you as the leader you're you're starting to have to implement more rather than you're out there like selling and getting visible and things like that. So you have to consider all of this when you're considering to hire even a contractor or an employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of the things that's coming to mind is something that I've definitely seen come up with clients of mine that I've worked at with at that more like mid six figure range too is like. Um, they have a very specific need and are trying to find the right independent contractor to fit into that role, but don't realize that like as an independent contractor, they're going to come to you and say, this is what I do and this is how it works kind of, you know? And it's like, if you have, like you are setting yourself up for a very difficult search. If you are trying to find a person who's going to come to you and say, this is exactly what I do and it's going to match exactly what you need versus with an employee, it's like job description. Here's how I'm going to train you to do it. Here's when you're going to be available. Like you're creating the role versus them creating the role and then wondering why it's not really working out the way that you need it to work out. Exactly. I think people also default to it because it's easy. Yes. Like in their mind, they're like, well, I don't, I'm not required to pay this person. (laughs) <laughs> this is the conversation that people think and they have. I'm not required to pay this person. Like if I need another one, I could get rid of this person. Mm-hmm. This is how like I've I've heard people think, but I'm I always say to them, I'm like, whether it's employee or contractor, every time you have to do it, you're spending money. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize. And half the time when we look at the numbers, I'm like, you could have hired an employee to begin with. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and save yourself pain and suffering. Yeah. And this is okay. I have now said this twice on this podcast. So apparently I feel strongly about it. It's like the things that people are willing to get help with or spend money on. And then the things that they're not blow me away. So like if you're willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be in some high-end mastermind, but you are not willing to pay a CPA or someone to help you figure out how to legally have employees, like you've got to get your priorities in order because that is like some weird online business bizarro narrative that has like worked its way into our brains where we like think that like, but it's going to be so expensive to go to a lawyer and it's going to be so expensive to go to an accountant. And like, that's going to be so hard. So I'm going to do it this way. It's like not as expensive as some of the other stuff that you're spending money on. And also (laughs) have the peace of mind that you're doing it the right way. So that, because the other thing that I, I, I mean, this is something that you and I talked about when I interviewed you for my other podcast. Um, is that if you are, if you have a quote independent contractor who is operating as an independent contractor, but you're actually legally treating them as an employee, it does not matter if you have not been calling them an employee that whole time or if you didn't set things up that way. Yeah. It's like you're legally obligated now. And now you might end up in a situation where you've got some penalties or shit that you have to deal with that you could have just been avoided if you just got someone who knows what they're doing to help you get your ducks in a row. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Exactly. And your comment about the masterminds is so spot on because what I always tell people, like, yes, everybody does need coaching at some point, but I always tell people you go into the high masterminds and then what they're teaching you to do, you have to remember, you have to pay the mastermind. And then you have to find the money to implement whatever it is they're telling you to do. So if you go into the mastermind, they're telling you to hire employees. Well, if you just paid (laughs) five figures, high five figures, even six figures for this mastermind, and then you have to have the money to do all this other stuff. It's kind of like you just got yourself into a situation when what you could have done is hire an expert, hire an employee to actually help you specifically with this. I always tell people there comes a time where you have to hire more specialized help Mm -hmm. versus coaching. Like it's two different, it's two completely different things. And I think people often confuse the two and then they're stressed. And I'm like, you're stressed because what you need to do is hire employees. You need hands. Like You need people to be able to implement the stuff that you want to implement. And, you know, if you're going into mastermind and you're paying them all this money and all they're telling you to do is hire a virtual assistant. I mean, I would I would be remiss if I didn't say you need to really look at this investment, because I can tell you people who are at the million dollar mark, eight figures, nine figures, they have teams. Yeah, they have people working to help them, because if they don't, you can't take a vacation. You can't do any of that stuff. And that is that really the kind of business or life that you envision for yourself? Right. So those are, these are questions you should be asking yourself. Self-employed people hold themselves to incredibly high standards. And sometimes when you don't perform the way that you wanted, sitting with the discomfort of that so that you can learn from it is too challenging to bear. But learning to do this is an absolutely essential skill to growing into the business owner who you want to be and learning the skills that you want to learn. This is where mindful self-compassion can be really 
powerful. It allows us to stay centered in these uncomfortable moments where we miss the mark. And there are many of those moments in business ownership. Join us at Fruition Growth Network for a workshop with Kristen Genzano on mindful self-compassion for entrepreneurs on Tuesday, January 30th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Head to joinfruition.com to create your free account and register in the community events tab. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking at hiring, if you're if you are feeling the pressure of needing to hire, probably the reason for that is because you are feeling like you need help with implementation, not ideation or strategizing. And so if you need help with implementation, no amount of I'm going to tell you what to do or coach you through problem solving around things is really going to like you're still going to need help with the implementation. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have to turn around and do it. So exactly. And as a coach, I recognize I care. I love coaching. I think that coaching can be great for a specific type of person, but sometimes it just gets out of hand where I'm just like, I do not understand. I have, cannot tell you the number of people who I'm like, you need to go for a, to a lawyer for that. And they're like, but I like, I have to go to a lawyer. It's going to be so expensive. And I'm like, let's talk about this program that you just joined for like $5,000. Like what, what's. I don't get it. Anyways. Okay. Now I'm getting judgmental. Um, (laughs) So let's say that somebody has then decided like, okay, I'm going to hire an employee um, or they now know the route that they want to go. Even if they do want to hire like an independent contractor, they're clear on the route that they want to go. What are some of the first things that people should consider um, or do to try to find the person, a person who's like the right fit in terms of they can actually perform the role, but also like they're a good fit to work with you. How should people get started with that? So the first thing is that when you're deciding like, okay, I need to hire somebody. The first thing is establish your hiring budget, figure out like, okay, how much is it that you can afford to pay somebody? Um, And if you're realizing like, okay, I don't have enough to afford to pay somebody. It's like, I, I tell people approach it like a cash injection. Like if you wait, to the moment that you really need somebody, it becomes harder. But if you plan ahead, you can start to, to set aside a reserve, just like you would do if you do profit first. You mm-hmm. set aside a reserve for taxes and stuff like that. Approach hiring just like that and have like an account where it's solely for that, for team, because it makes it so much easier for you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is like, okay, you're like, okay, this is the person that I need. Now I need to figure out who it is that like I want to hire. You need to create like almost like an avatar to this person. Now, when I say avatar, I mean like, I don't mean like, okay, this person needs to look a certain way or anything like that. What I mean is what's the skill set that they need to have? Like the experience, the education necessary, uh, necessary. What is it that you want them um, to believe about your company? Like, are they in alignment with your company mission? Um, Where is it that they want to go maybe in the next three to five years? And is that in alignment where you want to go? with your company as well. So you you want to have this profile because so, it makes it easier for you to pick out the ideal talent for mm-hmm. the role. And usually people don't do this. They skip this they skip this part. But it really does does honestly help because if you're also in a situation where you start to f- try to find the talent and you're getting these applications, it becomes very overwhelming, especially if you don't have somebody dedicated in your business to actually ma- like manage this process for you you're going to have to do it yourself as a leader. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. Like I yeah. always tell people like, it takes like literally like 68 hours mm-hmm. for, for like from start to finish. 
to actually find a talent, screen them, interview them, all that kind of stuff. It requires a lot of time. So if you don't have a lot of time, you want to make sure you do some of these steps to make it easier for you in the process and to make a informed and a not biased decision. Because sometimes I see a lot of business owners, they hire people that are like them. And usually you don't need somebody who's like you. You need somebody who is the opposite right. of you. Somebody that their strengths are your weaknesses to balance the business out is what you truly need. And so you want to make sure you have all that stuff. Like it's almost like a rubric or a scorecard for yourself as you're screening these applications and stuff like that. And then you know the kind of questions that you need to ask in order for you to make an informed decision as to like, will this person be able to help me? Because, right. you know, if you guys have the same, you like the same color and the same food, that doesn't mean this person is going to be able to operate in your business, but you'd be surprised at, at, at the way people get into jobs and the way they get hired. This is the way that you shouldn't do it. But if you follow these three things that I'm talking about, it makes it easier for you to actually pull out the talent that you need to really help take your business to the next level. So that's how I would recommend everyone approach it when it comes to hiring and file and finding quality talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love how like just straightforward you are. Come on. Um, One of the things that I used to do a lot when I was hiring people in other roles and like doing interviews um, is I would if there was ever any kind of anxiety around like, but what if we get the wrong person again? Because especially in roles where that I had where like there was turnover with a certain position. Well, yeah. what if we get the wrong person? Whenever there's anxiety around that, I would always try to talk to people on the team about like, what would it look like for this to go wrong? Like, what are you worried about happening? What is an example of not the right fit? What behavior specifically was not good and didn't work? What specific behavior are you worried about? So then that way we could like then be like, okay, well, this is how we would want people to handle it instead. And then we could create interview questions around that or like case studies even or example questions where it's like, okay, here's an example of a thing that happens in the role. Tell me how you would approach that. Um, And you can kind of head that off at the past because I find that one of the things that holds people back from um, hiring the right person for the job versus just Someone recommended this person. And so I just hired this random VA and now I'm just having them do this stuff because so-and-so said they were great. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things that holds people back from going out and doing an intentional search is like, they're just worried about putting so much effort into it and then they get the wrong person. And so it's like, if you're worried about that, get specific about what the concerns are and ask questions that allow you to understand whether or not that person is going to approach things in a way that you would want them to approach it. Um, I've even had situations in past jobs where like, you know, we would give specific case studies kind of like ahead of time. Like this is a situation that we're going to ask you about. We want you to take a little bit of time to think about like how you would approach this to get like their thought through considered response and not just try to like catch people, you know, and like actually get to know how they think about things. Um, So yeah, just throwing that in there for additional, additional thoughts. I think the problem is people don't, they don't estimate the amount of time this is going to take. And so what they do is like, I'm going to throw up a job description and find somebody. And that's the default. Mm -hmm. When (laughs) That's why the hopes and dreams that you have when it comes to your team are not being met. Like that's where a lot of people get frustrated 
with with hiring and and so forth. And I think it's also a reason why people default to the contractor thing yeah. is because they don't want to spend the time. Like a biz- business owners tend to default straight to sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. But as your business grows, things like financials, legal, HR, mm-hmm. recruitment, all that stuff is going to be very important because you need those aspects as you continue to grow. It's like, you know, it's more, it's like more, it's like no reward without risk. Yeah. And as you continue to make more money, there's more inherent risk. Yeah. Right. There's other laws you have to follow. Like you might get audited by the IRS. Like there's all these things that comes into perspective. And so you need to be prepared to, to handle the, a lot of those things. So for example, like when you start to hire, you need to be prepared. Like how am I going to train this person? How am I going to like acclimate them into the team and how this team works and stuff like that? So those are those are the kind of things you need to think about before you even start hiring because it makes the process a little bit more seamless. Yeah. Thank you, Kamal. Of course. <laughs> this is so fun. I appreciate your wisdom so much. 